Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me. I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! Martini, shaken, not stirred. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Is the Eclectic Collective. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, a collective. Collective is here, and we are going to be talking about something really fun, something I personally haven't uh, been a part of for many, many years, but I'm really interested to talk about it this morning. But in order to walk us through this conversation, I'm going to hand it off to Ryan. Ryan, why don't you make the introductions? Hola, nerd, nerd amigos. <laughs> so glad everybody's here. We have actually got a wonderful guest with us a friend of mine i work with her in the corporate world yes that's right you're a friend ashley is with us <laughs> ashley thank you for joining us we're going to be talking about dungeons and dragons and video games this is a nerd topic that we all love josh you are muted i did not do that this time and uh <laughs> I'm gonna i was giving over. you respect uh, <laughs> did anyone else notice the uh, face of dread ashley gave when ryan said she was a friend yes. <laughs> we're like surprised like, oh, text later but we're not friends <laughs> <laughs> i don't claim you i don't claim you as a friend <laughs> I don't claim you at all you are playing dungeons and dragons in fact you had one that you led recently as a dungeon master is that correct yeah so, we just finished that up uh thursday night this night before last so how long have you been playing dungeons and dragons tell us all about what you love about it i've been playing for just over a year now um i got invited by a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, mm -hmm. Bill, and then we, I joined this campaign and met some of the, you know, coolest, coolest dudes I've ever, ever known, and we meet every Thursday night. Uh, we play online, because uh, we're all kind of spread out, live in different, in fact, one of our guys lives in Michigan, and so, but yeah, we, we meet up, and we've been playing through this really uh, awesome campaign that our, that our DM wrote, but um, it's based off the of fifth edition with, with quite a bit of homebrew. Um, and so I love it. It combines, it's like living out, uh, you know, like your favorite fantasy novel and like you get to have magic once a week. So that's pretty dope. You know, what's funny. She said fifth edition and Brian, uh, uh yesterday goes, is she playing fifth edition or earlier? And I'm like, I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I have no clue what you're just speaking of. <laughs> so, yeah. so let me ask this. You, you said it's fifth edition, right? Mm -hmm. So... This game came out. This this game came out in the seventies, right? Seventies, eighties. Am I wrong? Like yes. Like how are we just now on like the fifth edition of this game? 
Well, the one through four didn't count, Matt. <laughs> That's I a think great. It's just such a big, time. it's such a big world, and there's so many aspects <clears throat> that it takes a long time for people to play it and to find kind of what we call like the warts in the game and being like, this aspect is really broken and needs tweaking. And so after all that seems to, um, you know, come to light, then they rewrite it or tweak it or change things that people really hated about it or you know just makes it a little bit a little bit different so from what i understand different editions just play differently like different classes are represented and play differently in different editions and there are things people love about 5e and things people hate about it and so well there's also just as, there's so much freedom in this game it's like the one like the only game i know of i'm sure there's many out there i've never heard of before but it's the one game i've heard of that there's so much subjectivity to, like there's so much left up to the, you know, the dungeon, whoever is your dungeon master and taking you through your adventure um, that, you know, the games can just go on forever, you know, and just keep going on and on and on and on. So I don't know that there's really, <clears throat> it probably would take a long time for any addition, any update to the game to actually make its way organically out into the community, be adopted and used and uh, make its way back. So the fact that they're only on it on, uh, you know, epi whatever revision episode, whatever five, uh, whatever, that, that doesn't shock me because it, it just, I, from I've received, I got my first uh, Dungeons and Dragons book from my uncle Ben in 1988 and uh, played it. I played for about six, seven years. Um, uh, up until I became a musician and then music became my life. But, um, but <laughs> it, it takes a long time to play a game. And I know that for a fact. I mean, they just, they just keep on going yeah. and going and going. I remember when I started trying to play, when I worked at a comic book store and I, somebody taught me, and we played all night long and I was like, this is fun, but I played car card games. So I was like, I like the physical touch in my hand, but D and D like, it reminded me of like risk almost. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is I used to go with Micah and watch <laughs> play all these games, and he would always be like, "Man, why don't you play?" And I'm like, "No, that's too much for me. I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't fathom all this." You know, that's well, there's insane. a reason it's called a campaign. Like in risk, it just is. It just goes on, and as much power as the DM has. The players, it's like for trying as the DM, you're trying to write a story and you literally have no idea or control what your characters are going to do. And they can do anything. Like we spent uh, two or three, maybe four episodes buying and renovating an inn. And suddenly it was much more like an episode of HGTV yeah. than D&D. &D. Yeah. But that's what we chose to do. And our DM was just like, you're going to buy the... All right, fine. Yeah, let's buy it in. Okay, and like he had this, he has all these things <laughs> happening that are planned, but we bought an in and renovated it and staffed it, and you know, and so that's it can go on forever. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, Actually, that's the well, that's, amazing, that's the amazing thing about that game too is it, it changes. I mean, one day you're buying an in, the next day you're battling some large beast. And so, I mean, and from, from the perspective of storytelling, it's you're the DM's almost like, you know, uh, writing a movie um, right. and to tell a story. And that, that's, that's the, the perspective I really love of the game. And that was a bucket list for you. Wasn't it actually to be a DM? Wasn't that what you were telling me one time that you were, that's really what you wanted to do just once. 
I wanted to try it at least once because it seemed like such a um, it's a real challenge, and I just I just really wanted to to give it a go. And so I approached my group because um, we like to take breaks from our campaign and do like one shots. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a fun way to mix it up so that we can play different characters because we get a little bored with our campaign characters. Um, and so I, I threw it out there and they were all just so encouraging and supportive. And my DM, who's been playing for like 40 some odd years, mm-hmm. um, was so excited to get to play a character because he doesn't get to do that. He always DMs. So um, he was really supportive and I just, I had an idea and wanted to go with it. It was, <laughs> it was a trip. <laughs> is, that, is, it, is it still... Is that still a thing where once somebody be you know once somebody becomes known as a really good DM, they they're always asked to DM and they never get to play. They get pigeonholed in that role a lot. Is that still a thing? I think so because the work the workload for a DM is significantly larger mm-hmm. than for a, a player, um, yeah. and so you know nobody wants to take that on. And then once you start doing it and kind of get even more familiar with the mechanics and building your building that world, <clears throat> it does become a little bit easier. But um, it's still a lot, just a ton of work. And ours is just, he's really good at it. So yeah, that's, that's what I remember is that once they got really good and people got that reputation of being a good DM, everybody wanted to join their group and they just, they never could play because they're always DMing. Is it me or does this sound like a perfect job for Josh? It does. It really right? does. It really does. It- really does. Are you kidding me? I, I'm not even going to lie. I would completely nerd out at this, but I've never had a chance to play the game. Um, I was once in Idaho with Katie, and she had a couple of friends try to show me how to get into it, but it was like we had, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and when they re- t- <laughs> when I started realizing how long the game was going to go, I was like, dude, i got to drive like 100 and something miles the next day. <laughs> you know, I really want to learn this game, so yeah, I'd always be down to try to play that one. Josh is the guy, and Matt can defend me on this. We're all playing Madden or NCAA, and they released a game called Head Coach. And Josh is the guy that would only play that. I guarantee (laughs) you play as a coach, as a owner. Do all these things yeah. that right there. This is perfect for Josh. Yes. Yeah, but he he loves he's a storyteller too. So I mean, this would be right up his alley, I think. So what we're saying is. Uh, we're we're setting up the eclectic collective dungeon master group, and jo- we're nominating Josh as our dun- dungeon master. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. My my competitive side will probably overtake that and really. <laughs> like I, I don't. I have to get into the game first and see how it goes. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> when you were younger and in high school, I don't know how old you are. You look really young, but let's just say a little bit younger. <laughs> and like in high school, did you ever imagine yourself like loving Dungeons and Dragons today? Well, I, it doesn't surprise me, and I don't think it would surprise anyone I went to high school with. Um, uh, but because I was raised by two extremely <laughs> nerdy, uh, geeky and dorky older brothers, um, and they introduced me to all levels of nerddom <clears throat> from. I mean, like, you know, RPG to, to, uh, anime, to comic books, to superhero, I mean, everything, they, they cover it all and, um, science fiction, everything. So I'm not, not super surprised. I, um, I really, I guess I didn't expect it now is like, I'm, you know, I'm almost 30. I have two young kids and it's like such a huge part of my life. That's a little surprising. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge, like a pleasant surprise. 
Um, but no, I, I don't think anyone who knew me in high school would be surprised. I was pretty, I was pretty nerdy. <laughs> you know, you know, what sucks is like you know me, Josh, Mike, and Ryan. We grew up and we just looked the part. And even though I tried to be like nothing like it in high school, you know, we just like like me, like me and Josh and uh, Micah, we were in uh, theater. Like, I was a we, theater kid. Yes, and, and like we were all we were all in theater, and like you know, and we're walking around like we're cool, but you know, we're not. But, you know. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. It's the rest of the world is not cool, man. Exactly. Match right though. Like, and bunch of imposters. Whenever we were all growing up. Like, you know, we got made fun of. I mean, we still get made fun of today, but that's a different story. But, like, now the nerdum nerdum is cool. Like, nerdum has really, like, really, this is where I wanted to be. Like, if I could be in a generation of nerdum, it's right now. Like, everything that's coming out, nerdum is just, it's the cool thing now. And it really makes me mad, but it makes me happy also. (laughs) Pioneers, we paved the way, man. (laughs) Stuffed in a lot of trash cans because of this. Okay, I, <laughs> but, I never had it me. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I, um, know. <laughs> I don't know what a swirly is. So <laughs> <laughs> Matt just bought Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's what it's. I, you know, still, what was the? My son's here. I bought it with him. With him. Uh, what was the name of that Dungeons and Dragons Star Force Wars? And, Force and Destiny. Force and Destiny. See, he knows. He knows everything. But we we haven't played it yet. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons. It even says it on the bottom. So whoever made it made this. Whoever made whoever does Dungeons and Dragons made this game, and uh, it says it has expansions too. So we we found this at McKay's, and it's complete. It's got plastic plastic around it. So whoever. Uh, it, it's it's a complete game, so I don't know what other expansions are. That that leads me to another question: is like, when you buy like a starter kit, how how do you expand the game? Like, how do you? It says expansions available. Is this like like DLCs for video games? Is this like something that adds to the story that's already in there? So, I have to admit a little bit of spoiled privilege here because i i rdm while he used 5e as like the basis for the mechanics of his game he wrote the story so when you buy a starter kit um as far as i understand it will usually come with kind of a story for the dm to follow Mm -hmm. um it will kind of have it it'll be like a plug and play you know Mm -hmm. type type thing Mm -hmm. um and the expansion packs i guess would be you know, additions to that story, maybe like side quests and things. Don't call me, I'm not an expert on that because I've been so spoiled by RDM, who is just homebrew. It's called homebrew when you make it yourself. And he's just done that uh, with everything. So we've only ever used, you know, like the guides, like the player handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide. We've never used um, any pre-written or pre-made stuff. Like even the one shot I did, I just made up i looked at buying a plug plug and play through roll 20 just to make it easier for me um just ended up grading it and then making up a lot as i went along Uh, (laughs) we call it improv in the business (laughs) it's really just (laughs) start one place plan to end here and all the funs in between yep yep it was uh surreal i didn't know i had these characters living in my brain they just 
appeared. That, that's really the road. Like that's really the roadmap for a lot of our shows. We have an idea. Yeah. We, we want to go this way, and this is the yeah. end result we want. It never goes there. It winds up going all over here and that way. So, you know what's funny? Ashley and I, whenever we were working in another area in our corporate world, as I call it, um, I remember her beginning to create her characters. And she explained it all oh. to me. And I remember looking at her going, huh? <laughs> like, all right. So walk us. It takes a lot of work. It does. Walk us through your character. Because I'm. that's one of the questions I had was, what is yeah. your character? And tell us a little bit of backstory on that character. Okay. So, oh, man. That, from, <laughs> there's kind of a lot of jokes and, and tropes. And, and we seem to have uh, one of each type of player in our group. So there's me, who I'm a note taker. I wrote all kinds of backstory. I feel like I could write a short novel off of my, my character and her backstory and, and cool. everything. And then there's our, our, my other buddy who has no backstory and it's just, um, <laughs> no notes. <laughs> just, just shows up and plays. And, yeah. um, but we both, but it's still fun either way. So my, my character, she is a cleric, um, which is basically like a, a magical, uh, you know, priestess. And, um, and so she is, clerics are generally brought on as to buff the party and to heal the party. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it turns out I'm really bad at that. And I like fighting more than I like healing. (laughs) And they just had to deal with that. Um, so I was, I think that's why they asked me to play originally. I mean, we were friends, but I think they're also like, need a cleric. Ashley can play her because she's new and she's never played before. And then it turns out I'm like, oh yeah, no, you can you can heal yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight. Um, but she was uh, raised. She was abandoned and then adopted by this brotherhood of monks that that raised her. Um, and she thought that was just her upbringing. And then come to find out, she is actually what what they believe to be the uh, the key to destroying the world. And the brotherhood that raised her are are evil and except for save one who rescued her and sent her away. And she is now out of the monastery, um, exploring the world, attempting to uh, save it and to learn more about, about her destiny and where she came from and things like that. Um, it just occurred to me. Okay, good. I'm not friends on Facebook with any of the guys who play because none of them know that except my DM. So that would have been, <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> been a big, Whoops. big backstory giveaway. Um, but yeah, that's Ari. So she's very like reserved and loves her goddess that she serves and loves to heal people and help people. And she is traveling with a uh, monk who I like to refer to as the murder hobo. <laughs> Somebody write that down. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that. Yeah. So murder hobo is like, you band name, anybody, you kill trademark. The That's all he does. Band, no. band name, trademark. Murder hobo. <laughs> Um, and then also a, a warlock tiefling who is really kind of eccentric and, and kooky and super fun. Um, and yeah, we are just uh, somehow a little this ragtag group of adventurers is been given a quest by our, our queen to uh, save the world, essentially. So I've already in my mind, I'm already imagining the trailer <laughs> for your, your character, you know, in a world. One, <laughs> one, one cleric <laughs> raised by monks. It's funny when you said, when she said, um, 
uh, I'm a healer, but I like to fight. The first thought that came to mind was Leroy the Jenkins. Other than other than Dungeons and Dragons, did you ever play video games growing up? Yeah, and it's funny because I like the <clears throat> I like RPG video games the best too. So it makes sense that I would like role playing yeah. uh, tabletop games. Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, like I like I like you know first person RPG like you know here's the quest complete the quest you've done the quest um, I'm terrible at first person shooter I mean just awful um, I you know that's all I like it. don't feel bad <laughs> I don't know. I'm horrible at that. what are some of your favorite games Ashley when you were growing up and we'll go into ours also what are your favorite games that you love to play um. I mean, call me basic, big, big fan of Mario, all the oh, Marios. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, I, we There's had no a- no problem with the Godfather. Yes. Right? And like, we had a class, you know, a class of Nintendo, and I, I played that like, you know, eight, nine, I'd wake up in the morning and just start playing, because that's, it just made me happy, but yeah. Wait a minute, wait, hold on a second. Are we going to skate by how Mario, uh, Micah did Mario just now? Yes, because he sounds Sopranos character. I know. I mean, but Mario isn't—he's Italian. He's Italian. The Godfather. The Godfather. There we go. Now, okay, Ashley, continue. That was fucking. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Oh um, I also got briefly into World of Warcraft for a, a little while. Um, <laughs> that was a rap I did not want to go down. Yeah, I've purposely stayed away from it because I just felt like I, that would have been a rabbit hole. That would have consumed my life if I had gotten involved in that. I honest, That's why I quit because it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot and I got really yeah. super into it really quickly. One of my brothers, the Ultra Nerds, is like, he made it to like I don't know I think there's 90 levels and mm -hmm. he's like a level 89 oh, wizard wow. like the leader of his clan like I mean like he was wow. top top oh, there. No. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys remember. Do you guys remember the game EverQuest? Yeah, that came out before World mm -hmm. of Warcraft. I didn't remember that game. <clears throat> I worked with a couple guys when I worked at Collector's World. Um, when EverQuest came out, they played for like 48 hours straight and didn't even know it. Oh, like, wow. Like missed work one day, like one of the guys missed work and <clears throat> he came into work the next day. We're like, dude, where were you? He's like, I didn't even know what day it was, man. I'm playing the new game EverQuest. He literally didn't sleep. I'm, insta I'm instantly reminded. Jolt, I'm in inst Jolt, remember Jolt Cola? Yeah, I'm instantly reminded of uh, South Park. Uh, <laughs> Man, 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 man. <laughs> it was crazy. Man, I, I have no idea, man. Because yeah. I, I grew up in a, I grew up, me and Jim, we grew up in a poor household. So it's like. All, all my buddies, down, all my no buddies had idea. the game systems. Yeah, all my buddies had the game systems. And I would go to their houses. I would be knocking on their door at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Hey, um, <laughs> let's play some Mario. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, see, I Play, I got to play Super Nintendo going to Josh's grandma's house. That was how I got to play. Yeah. And she had that. Good God. Right? I, I still have that. that. No, after she passed away, I inherited that system. It's in my living room right now, and it worked perfectly. They, yeah, that's, awesome. that's the That's the Super Nintendo we grew up on. Like, literally, when the thing came out, and we're, <laughs> like, playing, like, like, I won't play this 
this D-bag in a game of NBA Jam. Don't. He cheats. <laughs> he will tell you. He will oh, tell Lord. you it's been, it's been a long time. He'll probably win. And then 100 yeah. points later, you want to throw the damn controller at something. <laughs> okay. First of all, I've man. Long, I'm rusty playing this. That means he's entering his up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start code in. Yeah. 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 I don't cheat. I just, it, my cousin Trey said it best. I'm the kind of person that when I get into a game, whether it's a video game, a tabletop game, or card game, or hell, even Dungeons <laughs> Dragons, I would be the guy that has to learn every angle of that game, frontwards and backwards, before I could actually be good at it. And then once I've got it, you know, I'm kind of like Marshall in How I Met Your Mother, man. I'm kind of just like once just like everybody game. back in the day learned Tecmo Super Bowl, and just you play the Raiders right. and you get Bo Jackson, and you're going to crush. Jackson. You're going to crush or everybody. You played Chicago, and you were Walter Payton, and you exactly. and you crush everybody. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember coming over to uh, to Grandma Binkley's house, and Josh was like, "Hey, you want to play? You want to play NBA Jam?" I'm like, "Yeah." We sit down, and then he does a code and turns into Bill Clinton. I'm like. I gotta go home. I'm not doing this today. Wow. But yeah, man, like poor. I, we we grew up in a poor household, so I didn't get my first. Technically, my first video game was uh, Wolfenstein on an old. Oh, Wolfenstein! Oh my gosh! Yeah. And it's from uh, we we had a grandfather named Poopaw. He gave us his hand me down game, IBM from 1989, Sorry. and we got to play uh, the first Wolfenstein. So that technically is my very first video game, and I I don't know how many times oh, me and man. Jim beat that, but. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, and then whatever else, me and Josh, uh, we were into uh, Legends of the Red Dragon. It's a, a text-based game that was on local. Oh, that's, back when, that's back when bulletin board systems were a thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was probably my second Man, game. Showing our age. That has a lot of, a lot of, you know, that's still around. There's like an emulator that has Legends of the Red Dragon. It's all text-based. Uh, but... My first system was when uh, N64 came out. Uh-huh. That was my like yeah. first like I got my own system, and then I had two games until I was able to like earn money and you know get more games. But I had two games and I wore out, and that was uh, Mario 64 that came with the system back when games used to come with consoles and right. uh, and two controllers. And two controllers, and uh, Doom. Yeah, Doom sixty four. So uh, those those hold a lot of nostalgia for me. But I remember, I remember, and it's still one of my favorite games of all time. When uh, <coughs> Shadow of the Empire came out, that is, I remember, I've played that game like a hundred times. And I, I, you know, even for a 64 game, there's still stuff in there I haven't figured out. Um, but man, that game, that was probably the first game that I got obsessed with. Like I couldn't put down, like I just couldn't walk away from. Uh, and then I would say that when that game came out is when my obsession with video games came out. Because at that point, like there no game caught my attention to the point where I just had to stay in. 
nowadays it's hard to walk away from video games especially today <laughs> during a pandemic but uh you know i remember when i when i put that game in and i heard the music and then has everyone here played shadows of the empire yes. i mean if you haven't it's been like 30 something years you or 20 something years you know, you need to play the game. but when you're on uh, when you're on hoth and you're in the snow speeder the very beginning of the game i'm like i couldn't put this game down and then Dash Rendar became one of my favorite characters. And then I found out this was a book. Didn't know it was a book. And then I read the book. I just reread that about a couple of weeks ago. When I got when I got out on my own, um, the fir- my first console that I owned that I had for myself was a PS1. And mm. I bought... I never owned one. I bought... That's the only system I've never owned. I bought Final Fantasy VII and Resident <clears throat> Evil. And I was a di- I be I was addicted. And Matt will tell you, he would call me to try to get me to go take him somewhere. And what are you doing? I'm breeding chocoboos. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit and play those games for hours. I mean, oh my gosh, building up my characters because I couldn't beat the monster I'm trying to beat. And then it became in order to beat the game. You had to breed chocoboos in order to get a gold chocoboo so you could go get this one particular weapon so you could actually have a shot at beating the game. That's a lot of chocoboos. Oh, that's a lot, too. <laughs> you have no idea. Especially when you get when you're going through the process, you have to breed them to get the gold one, and you're not guaranteed. Just because you get the right these color here and this color there and you breed them doesn't mean you get a gold one. It you could spit out something random and then all of a sudden, God, I gotta go do it all again. Ah. Well, my favorite thing to do, especially with Matt, <laughs> Matt would be playing a game and he gets so into it and then he gets angry because something's happening, and then I just keep on adding fuel to that fire. <laughs> like, God, dude, you suck. <laughs> Oh, man down. Uh, man, man down. down, man down, man down. You're good. Abort mission. Return to base. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay, so like when it comes to sports games, I won't play anyone in this damn chat right here. No one. Because, yeah, I suck at them. I suck at them. I don't understand why. Like, I'm pretty decent at some games. I'm not like, like pro level anything, but. I'm definitely not the worst video game player because I will play games like I just play, beat Ghost of Tsushima on hard. And that was like one of the hardest games and most fulfilling games I've ever played in my life. But when it comes to vi- sports games, I, I just I don't understand. So like it's all started. It all started back back in the day. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Huh? That's on. <laughs> playing Josh and his brother Johnny was probably one of the most excruciating. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, because, you know, we all loved that was a time when Attitude Era was out. We all loved wrestling. And then we played WrestleMania 2000. And it's like, that was like, you know, like almost 3D. So it was like, you know, we were really getting into wrestling games. And then. We, we put this game in, and then Josh and Johnny were the only ones that could play each other and be challenged. If they played anybody else, you were beaten like five minutes. And then, like, and then I would take it home, and then I would be like, you know, practice it, and then I would come back really confident, and then Josh would break that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's what it is. I think Josh really hurt my confidence in sports games, and it's a mental block I just couldn't get over in my life. Oh, don't even get us started with King Griffey Jr. home run slugger. Man, I got nothing. Matt and I played the last NCAA, and we were so excited because we could play. I finally got a PS4, and I bought NCAA. Matt bought NCAA, and he was like, dude, let's play online. I was like, man, this is great. 56 to nothing later, Matt was like, this is horrible. (laughs) I hate this game. But, uh, no, Matt is probably one of the best gamers I know that – Honestly, like he can sit down at a game. I'm horrible, like Ashley said, at first-person shooters. I hate those games. Like I'm going to get angry at those games. But Matt can sit down, and he will literally – I've seen him go, okay, I'm going to just get this game, and I'm going to go with it. And and he will play it. He'll play it until he perfects it. Now, he might get mad at it, but he is one of the best gamers that I know. I will definitely always say that about Matthew Orman. Well, I'll say I'll say this. If it, if you give me time, I can hold my own. I will say in this group, Josh is the most natural video game player yeah. because he and gets I suck worse than Ryan. Huh? <laughs> I suck worse than Ryan. I don't know, man. No, that's not true, man. Because when we play like zombies or mission-based games. You you hold you hold the leadership like you because you go you do the research you're like uh, you're like Hannibal from uh, A Team like you have to <laughs> it out before we even like started. You know in the rain. I don't get that effort. I, I'm a try. I'm a I'm, I'm a. a <laughs> I guess when it did come to zombies, I would do that. I would play it by myself until I got good, where I could show you what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I do this. Well, I got two things. One, to build on that, how I learned I'm a Leroy type player. I jump right in. I fail a thousand times. I I talk a bunch of crap and I get, you know, crapped on in the game and I just get naturally better at it. Secondly, y'all interrupted Matt. He was saying something nice about me and that doesn't happen very often. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Matt? I don't even remember. Something about me being natural. I was saying, like, he's the most natural video (laughs) game player. Like, he could pick up a game. And, you know, and just no mechanics like it just works in his brain easier than it does. Some of us, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you, y'all ever see the movie Pixels? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the you know, Adam Sandler's character, it just makes sense in his brain because he can see patterns and whatever. Yeah. And it just clicks easier. Like, that's how I imagine Josh. Like when he puts in a game, he just knows mechanics of a game like easier than us. Me, I like. I, I say I uh, I don't understand a million times until I do understand, and then you know like it didn't just say I don't understand. It's like I don't understand. <laughs> that's my me. That's my. <laughs> I just say that I hate this game because yes. it just pisses me off. <laughs> you know what? I hate this game. This game is dumb because Andy is what my dad used to call video games because mm. he thinks that Andy cheats, and so to me I'm just like. That's eh, just Andy. He's cheating. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, Ashley, gosh. What, does, does your husband play these kind of games with you? Does... Uh, no, he won't listen in on or be present when we're playing, uh, but he doesn't play. He is nerdy in other ways. Like, okay. don't let him fool you. He may come off super vanilla and straight lace, but he is nerdy 
in other ways. Like gets whatever he's into, he gets deep, turns it up to eleven. It's like he's super into it. Um, and it's all you never really know what that obsession is going to be, but or how long it'll last. But he's just <laughs> as nerdy as the rest of us, just about <laughs> other things. We need to somehow get her D and D crew on here so we can watch them play. <laughs> like I need to watch this. I've never watched Matt. And I go to uh, Matt, what's that comic book store here in Murfreesboro? Uh, the one uh, that Great Adve- Grand Adventures. Grand Adventures. Yeah. So we would go there, and they would have it set up with like six tables and this and that. And I would sit there and watch, and I'd look over at Matt and be like, "This is way too much work for me." Like <laughs> I would. Yeah. yeah. Like. I, 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 like uh, when we would go to that store, Great Adventures, um, they, you know, they have tables set up to where you can play anything. It's an open store. You can literally bring your game in and not buy a thing. They don't care. They want the atmosphere more than yeah. the sale. So it's like, so when we go there and like, we're literally just watching these people. We're like the creeps. We don't, and we don't understand how any of these games are being played. I'll tell you one game in there. Uh, besides Dungeons and Dragons, because Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons is mostly all imagination, am I right? Like, there's no, like, uh, uh, like uh, little men you have, or you know, people. Well, you have it depends. Sometimes they'll they'll make miniatures. It's a lot of dice. Yeah, like um, a dice. Yeah. But and you know, but some it depends. Some people play with miniatures. Some people make really elaborate maps, um, like miniature maps and things like that. But you're right. Other than that, there's no pieces i guess to move yeah um except maybe in combat but uh my my thing is with when we went to that store there was this game uh, i think it's called warhammer yeah yeah build the little pieces and paint them and then you have to build the the battlefield right like I, I just like man, like when I see stuff like that, it just it overwhelms me. If I can't turn on a game or something or like have it explained to me, this is why like <laughs> this is why we we play this game, we play that villainous game, and they get mad at me because I pick the same character because he's the simplest character in all of the villainous games. On <laughs> uh, like all you gotta do is collect coins. I'm like that's good enough for me. I collect coins. I'm all about that, and I never win. It's like just collect twenty coins. That's it. Everybody else has got a character where you have to like, uh, like uh, finish a mission and uh, save someone and all this other stuff, and it sounds really complicated. And then they're all the ones that win the game. And here I am. All I have to do is collect twenty coins because it's Prince John, and I end up losing anyway. So. Uh, mind games like that we have to set up and stuff for me it's all about the experience and if it means building up to something and then getting to experience it i think it's worth it like for example uh everyone and their mama has told me that i need to play the game risk and i have never played risk in my life and everybody says it takes forever i'm like okay well it's you know it's really good though but it's really fun i like it see and i like submersive i'm a submersive kind of guy you create it and you submerse me in your creation. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to do all that. Like, so, I could never be Dungeon Master. Don't so write. That's, right. That's but, never but, be Dungeon Master. No, no. he's never going to be Dungeon Master. But I think you could get into having a character because you do like yeah. coming up with your own backstory. 
And I mean, you could literally write your own character and um, take him on adventures. And that part, I think you would really get into. You could could pick a class that's super simple. Like, you know, if you don't want it to be complicated, don't be a wizard. Don't be, don't be a spellcaster, you know, be a barbarian or something, you know, be something that is simpler to play. Oh, you said the word. Here we go. Here we go. He's he's gonna be a barbarian. He's Conan. Yeah. Oh, Conan. I'm straight. That's solidifying his brain for life now. <laughs> yeah, just be like, just be a tank that beats the crap out of things, and like, you don't have to be something with a complicated, like, spell list or something like that. So it's definitely, I mean, D&D is for everyone. I'm Matt. Matt Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything about this? This shows my lack of knowledge of D and D. But I, I, is there anything about D and D where they go into a battle and it's similar to uh, World of Warcraft, where they have like a tank that goes in and holds everything at bay while people throw in damage and magic and stuff like that? Hmm. It's nothing. I mean, I mean, on a on a. See, this is what I'm saying. This is my lack of knowledge. That's what I think of. Um, you could you could write something like that. You could you know make it up that's kind of what i love about it is like if you wanted to build something like that in your world you just kind of write it make it happen if you're the dm you are tiny god the only thing this exists the only yeah so so josh correct me if i'm wrong again i'm so removed but essentially uh the dm is going to take you through a story but the the mechanics of the game decide your fate um, so you, there's certain, you know, when you, when it comes to act, taking action on things, you have to, that's when you start to bring out the die and that's when, that's when the roll of the die is going to decide what actually happens. So you have to roll a certain number f- to be able to get out of a certain situation or make a certain situation happen or do a certain action. And if you don't right. roll that number, it doesn't happen and you fail. And so, um, there's, so that's where, you know, it's it's luck of the die when you when it comes down to um, you know the what ha- what actually happens in action and what <clears throat> it, what your fate is. Um, this, I, my question it, is, what, why is. the heck do we not do any of this? And you know, back in the day, we're like that group. I mean, I, I I just why the whole time you were sitting there talking, I was sitting there thinking about us sitting around a small coffee table or something with some Doritos over here, Mountain Dew over here, and pizza on the way. I mean, why didn't come yeah, on, y'all? When y'all I, when, because. When we we were in the video game world. <laughs> okay, but like, all right, but I tried to hurt hide my nerdism because I was the guy getting rejected in high school all the time, and like that became my like persona. So I was like, you know, when people would be like, you know, it, it was so dumb because I was like, I was in theater, and then ROTC, and Liar. then me, Josh, and Micah, we we did a whole skit for Star Wars. And like I would do these really fun things, and they're all nerd nerd like things. And then I would come to school dressed like Usher, and try to <laughs> something up. You know, like I I was always trying to you know hide hide it, but I just couldn't. And you know, like you know, so when stuff like that was brought up when I was younger, mm. you know, I didn't. See, I, 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 I feel that. I feel that on a personal level, but it wasn't in high school. I didn't really try to hide it in high school. I, I, high school is kind of where I found my own. My issue was I come from a very heavy sports family background. So it was kind of like when I went to theater and stuff, I like quit football and went and did theater. I know a lot of people in my family were like, what the, heck what the you know, <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I love this. Prance around. <laughs> 
Okay, Ashley, so I have a question for you. <clears throat> and I'm not sure. So can your character, your characters can die, right? Yeah. Where you're done, like, there's yeah. unless there's no coming back and you just sit and watch everyone play for the rest of the night or rest of the quest or. Yeah. <clears throat> Does that suck? I'm, um, so. <laughs> Does that happen to you? Has your character, like, died, and you're like, I put 35 hours into this damn thing, and one spell just kills me. Um, so there are a lot, and I've heard this said before, that it's really hard to kill a character in 5e. Um, so that's part of one of the tweaks they made to 5th edition, <clears throat> is that it's, there are, there's a lot of grace, and there's a lot of wiggle room. And it also depends on your DM. Our DM doesn't like uh, to have total party kills like he doesn't want us to die he wants right. to sort of keep going so uh he balances the encounters really carefully so that we're not up against something just like monstrously difficult and we're low level um but we do have a side campaign that we started and we called it the monsters of the week campaign and we rolled up new characters and we we implemented this as kind of a gap game to fill while a couple of our players were in between and in that campaign we are way more lax and care way less about whether our characters die and so i was on a roll and my character died once i mean like every time for like five or six sessions mm. um she would be dead at some point but then there's so many spells and so many things that come in and so they would uh you know bring you back to life essentially so I'd be dead for a while, like during that episode or during that that session, and then they they bring me back. And we always joke that like she must like like drop her drop and find herself down in hell, and they'd be like, "Welcome to help you again." Like she just, um, it's a totally different character than my main campaign. She's like a chaotic neutral, and she's uh, a warlock, and like it's she's just way way more fun than straight laced serious cleric. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she died quite a bit, um, but they always bring her back. Like at some point, they will. You know. That was maybe my next question: is like, if you die, are you just like, okay, guys, have fun? <laughs> Man, it'd be of, really cool if I could come back to life. So you know, kind of sitting there, I'm like healing, healing, <laughs> healing. You want to re revivify? No, nope, no, nope, anybody. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so you can't. Right. So you can't be revived right now. So you can be revived. <laughs> So if you die, you can be revived. Somebody in your party can revive you. Is that how it works? If they have the, uh, like if they're a spellcaster, if they have that spell loaded and ready, you have to choose which spells that you're going to be using. Um, so if they're ready with that, and if, uh, if, if, yeah, within certain parameters, yeah, they can they can do that. And like I said, the DM um, makes sure that, that 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 happens. And if she were to totally die... I would just wait up the rest of that session and then roll up a new character and he would write, you know, uh, an encounter as to this new new character and how they're introduced. So uh, I mean, I've never how, totally lost someone. I was about to say, I mean, how? <clears throat> let's say you have a character that you've done five years mm -hmm. and this character is built and awesome and then, boom, we're going to fight a dread. Oh, you're dead. That character, dude. Is so back in the eighties, back in the eighties, uh, it was very frequent, and uh, so you you would get in with a group of people, 
and you would play, um, you, you start building up, you'd spend years playing with these people and developing friendships. And I would watch friendships disintegrate because people got so serious about it and they spent years developing their character and the DM put them up against something they were not even remotely closely ready to handle. And, you know, anger comes out and you're dead. Well, that person just leaves that group and goes off to another group and takes their character the way they had it and just starts playing with another group. Oh, wow. I am so fascinated by all of this right now. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Like, when Ashley showed her uh, big jar of dice, I was already overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, it can get worse than that, my friend. Okay. I have what one more people question. refer to as a dice goblin. Yep. Oh. Um, in that I like the shiny click clack math rocks and I uh, buy many, yeah. but you really, it's only really seven that you're messing with at a time, like total. And you don't even use all the seven. So like you're, if you're a barbarian, you might only use a D 20 and whatever your damage dice would be like a couple of, you know, D six or a couple dice of, so. of 20 sides, man. <laughs> yes. That's what a D 20 uh, is. Uh, uh-huh. And that's what determines <laughs> whether you, you know, succeed, fail, live or die. That's your, that's the big one. So, <laughs> hey, it's like life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I have another question. So, I seriously want to try this. Not including the dungeon master. How many people can play at a time? As many as that DM feels comfortable. Like my brother Jason is a DM, and he had a group of like nine to twelve. Um, yeah. Wow. Which is massive. It is. But because yeah. everyone, you know, you can start talking over one another, but um, we're we're happy with our with three players and our DM. We like one or two more. Um, but it's about it's hard to find people who can show show up every, you know, every every time. But uh, yeah, DMing these past couple weeks, uh, the group of three, uh, it was plenty. Because the more you have, like if you get into combat, then the longer your combat's gonna last. Because everyone takes a turn. So a battle could turn into two or three hours, which yeah, yeah. can be okay. okay. All right. So, ah. Wow, that was, that was loud. I have got get started in this. That's my question. How does someone like me who has never played before get... Good question. Takes, takes the first step into what is this like? Because everything we've talked about is like everything I've dreamed of in a game. Role-playing, uh, imagination, <laughs> battles friendships going and coming. I mean, I mean, these are all, I love real emotions in games, which I, you know, I like some of the, some of the story video games I've played. I like a good story. So this is all so fascinating to me that I'm just going to let my, I'm just going to let my nerd flag wave. I'm so <laughs> interested in this right now. I got a question though, before you answer that, do you really want to play with somebody like Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would make things exciting and fun. You know, I would get into this. I'd come in. I'd be in a robe. I'd have my staff ready. Anyway, um, okay. So, Ashley, I'd be Because this is actually one of my, what I think is D&D's absolute best quality. You already know my background. And having been raised by those two nerdy brothers, I experience not really myself, but I witnessed a lot of gatekeeping a lot of nerdy elitism, a lot of, um, oh, you want to get into this? Okay, we'll write a 500-word essay about Stanley's Godfather, and then you can maybe, we'll let you into the, you know, the comic book nerddom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through in order to be into it. D&D, 
I've never experienced or witnessed anything like that. This is the only nerdy community I've seen that not only welcomes newcomers, but like cherishes them. They're like, you're new? <gasps> Oh, God. Like, drink drink the Kool-Aid. Join us, please. Like, they just really... We love us. newbies. And One if the newcomers aren't too entrenched in the mechanics, they just want to do cool things. Um, so I got super lucky, and I was just straight up asked to join um, a campaign out of the blue by a guy that I used to work with. He messaged me, and like I said, I think they just really wanted, like, a, a healer. Um, <laughs> jokes on them. But, uh, so that's how I, I was able to join. Um, but, like, there are message boards on Reddit um, that people will post, like, hey, we're looking for uh, someone to play this night at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, message us. That's how we found our guy that lives in Michigan. And um, he's joined, and it was like we knew him forever because he just clicked so well with our group yeah. but um but you know if you're interested yeah if you're interested i i i will i'll have um i can get you with our dm because we're we're kind of looking for another person to come in well my question is also to go with that is if someone were to try to i mean <laughs> i'm like as new as it comes like i don't have the first clue kind of a thing are people very welcoming on that kind of like oh yeah let me show you how this is done they kind of walk you through the steps you know just a couple That's of tips exactly what happened with me Wow, I was really? brand new, had never, didn't know anything about it. And that's the other thing I love about D&D is that it cherishes enthusiasm above everything else. See, I like um, that. I think that's something more n- nerd type stuff should be done. There's a lot of people out there take it to, like you said, it's just such an extreme level. Like, <laughs> you're not even on our level with nerd, dude. Don't even right. try. That, that bothers me. Like, who are yeah. you? Oh, just because yeah. you sit in front of a screen longer doesn't make you whatever. But I love no, really that competitive like that. enthusiasm and I hate it. I mean, yeah, I don't agree with that. But yeah, I, I'm fascinated by this right now. All right. So we are hitting the hour mark. We're going to be closing here shortly. I want to do a part two, Ashley. You need to like join us for a part two. I hope you've enjoyed this. But okay. So I told you. So, so what we'll do for the part two is we're going to try to play one and then we'll come back and we'll give you our feedback. Oh, oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, oh no, we, what we need to it's do It's not going to go well. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, it's not. We already know I'm going to win. It's <laughs> There's no winning and losing, you dummy. It's an adventure. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, I'm going to, I told you not to prepare for anything, but I am going to put you on the spot. Each one of us, give us characters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Start with me. Start with me. Start with me. Start with the short, fat hobbit. Um, I actually can totally see you being like a rogue. Uh, I can just see you playing that because rogues can, uh, they do a lot of shenanigans. Oh, he's all about the shenanigans. He is all about the shenanigans. You can look right into my soul. And just read what's on the paper. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Josh, I actually think you'd be a really good bard. Um, and if you what, Google what is that, a bard? please don't be insulted because there's a lot of stereotypes. No, I, I'm not easily offended. What, what's a bard do? What, so describe. a bard is like a performer, but they have a lot of um, – they can be very role-playing role based. Oh, so he's a court gesture. Um, Shut up, Micah. <laughs> but they have a lot of really cool spells. There actually is a spell that's called Vicious Mockery. That basically you like cast vicious mockery and then viciously mock someone and it actually deals psychic damage to them. That that um, sounds like the soundtrack of Josh's life, vicious mockery. 
Band name trademark. Band name trademark. Micah, I think you would be a cool like uh, warlock. Damn right. So like a magic user, but they have sworn uh, they have a patron that's usually evil. So they've been given magic, but it's through their devotion to like a demon or a fiend, and it's really, it's fun. Nice Whereas like a cleric has, yeah. So like a cleric and Ryan, I, not to be too cliche, but I think you'd be a really good cleric because you have magic, but it's been granted to you through your devotion of a god or goddess. So it's that's and that's what I play. I'll take that. And Jim will be my horse. <laughs> I can see you being um, like like a barbarian, but again, that's not the insult that it sounds like. Uh, no, I'll take um, it. I'll take it yeah. all day long. Of the, of the Conan persuasion. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. So that's is. If you guys are looking more into this, there is a super famous podcast called Critical Role. If you watch it or if you listen to it, they're on Twitch and on Apple. Please mm-hmm. do so with the understanding that they are all professional voice actors and actresses and oh. set the bar super freaking high for the rest of us. Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. These are their professional yeah. voice actors but and actresses and they play D and D. And they are now Dude. like hella famous. I mean uh, like Wow. <clears throat> doesn't, oh, so doesn't doesn't Joe Megliano play D D religiously? Yes. yes. Like he's huge like yeah. that's he's that's on he's I'm pretty sure that's yeah he's on critical role. So it's their DM is Matt Mercer. And he is like set the standard for all DMs is like, and so is Kevin Smith. So high, but it's, I'm I'm it's sorry. Really good and it, I'm sorry. The bar for me is Wallowitz on Big Bang Theory as DM. Yeah, I I think about it. I thought about him so much when I was writing my one shot campaign. <laughs> I, about, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, should I make? Because they ended up fighting a has... vampire, and I was like, should my vampire be Christopher Walken? Like that. <laughs> With oh, hysterical, but oh, Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Like, I really have enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Ashley, you are always welcome back. We'll do a part two, and I need you back. So <laughs> we'll uh, split around everybody's schedule. That's oh, no, for sure. it, it's going to happen because we're, we're – <clears throat> Josh – you're gonna be the DM. Get us a get us a quest. So <laughs> actually, let me le- wait. Let me learn. Le- 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 so you can so you can watch how we're doing it and totally <laughs> tell us how we're doing it wrong. So everybody, everybody, game first. Everybody needs to some aspects. Everybody needs to go get a character sheet and create a character. Uh, yeah, everyone log into D and D Beyond. Let me write that down. Just play around. <laughs> it's super super easy, super fun, especially D&D on D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond. D&D Beyond. I'm on it. All right. Jim, do we have any announcements? No, not right now. Nothing specific. Um, just keep watching us, uh, watching for us each Saturday. You never know when we're going to pop up and do a show. We have next Saturday, hopefully. Oh, with yeah. Adam, Adam Buttery. Uh, we do have next Saturday we're scheduled sh- with Adam Butch- with artist Adam Buttery. Hold on. Hold, hold. But also, too, everybody stay tuned. And every, we keep. For this we keep, comic oh, book right here. Yes. I see a big glare. Oh, yeah, right. well, you know, it's it's a new snake. It's it's a from the GI Joe series. It's a brand new Snake Eyes comic that just got released, and our friend Adam uh, did this variant did this cover, cover for us. That's, That's a good, awesome. good artwork. Yeah. Oh, Beautiful man. Adam is awesome. That is he is incredible. So if you guys love comic books and you love uh, <laughs> love really good comic book art, tune in next week for uh, for Adam. 
um, because he is absolutely amazing. We have him on the show every chance we can get. I still got to confirm that he's good for Saturday, but th- hopefully he should be fine. He should be, he should be good. But All also, right. but also, too, one more thing. Uh, everybody, uh, pay, everybody, keep their eyes open. This fall, we're going to be launching the new website, um, and also keep your eyes open for the uh, announcements coming this fall for some new television content. show content we're going to be working on. And that's all I got, Ron. All right, guys. Well, hey, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple, and soon, all and soon TikTok. <laughs> and soon TikTok. And that's soon, right. Soon that TikTok. Is yep. Yeah, just in time for it to get banned. Yeah. <laughs> it's not getting banned. <laughs> so you can find us on all of that. This has been fun. Ashley, thank you for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you so thank much. You guys. This is a no, thank you. I'm about to go log into this stuff like as soon as we get off. I'm going to be checking this <laughs> stuff all day. Just let yeah. you know. So. I'm going to be my favorite Rogue. Man, that was just the first attempt. She doesn't know you that well, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I take it back. Got. Jim's not the that's horse. So think think uh, Han Solo. He's he's a very roguish type. So oh, that's, that's kind of you weird. already sold him. You already sold him. <laughs> so, so you're saying my guy's more devious? Yeah, and uh, yeah, more like a C three PO. Oh, get the. <laughs> No more like Jar Jar Binks. Everyone loves him, right? Like that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just that is you, you you nailed it. He's Jar Jar. He's Jar Jar. You're you're done, <laughs> Matt. You're Jar Jar. Yes, like it. Close it out. You guys be good. Stay nerdy. Stay collective. Thank you, everybody. See y'all later. Okay.